0: The biggest thing honestly is it shows my kids work ethic because for a lot of people, one of the biggest critiques of of working is that you're dividing your time too much between homeschooling and work and you know well what does it show your kids? And for me I say it shows them what it means to work hard. You know um, school is just as important and they see that because I give them the best hours of my day which is morning. Um, I sacrifice by waking up early before they're awake
1: Welcome to Homeschool Conversations with Humility and Doxology, a series of interviews with real life homeschool moms, dads, and other educators on all sorts of topics that affect our lives as homeschool parents. I'm Amy Sloan, a second generation homeschool mom of five, and I am so delighted that you are here. Here on Homeschool Conversations, we'll discuss educational philosophy, family life, And more. Come chat with us. Hi friends, I am joined here today by Molly Nichols, a working homeschool mom. She and her husband Ben have two kids, age 13 and 11. Ben is a tech systems guy for the public power company, which makes them a tech heavy family, but they read books just as much as they play video games. Molly started her homeschooling page, The Modern Homeschooler, as a way to connect with other moms who might not fit in the homeschool stereotypes. In addition to homeschooling her two kids, Molly works um, 25 to 35 hours a week as a content specialist for TalkBox.Mom, a foreign language curriculum company. Molly, thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, let's start by just telling me a little bit about your family, yourself, and how you got to, got started homeschooling.
0: Um, so originally, I started homeschooling because Ben and I, when we were first dating, he said, I want a woman who is going to stay home and homeschool my kids. So if you don't want that, then we're not going to date. <laughs> so I was like, okay, then. <laughs> And um, he was homeschooled K through 12, used a Becca, and um, he enjoyed his experience so much that he thought it was really important that he does it for his kids. So um, it honestly took me until I was pregnant with Harrison for me to actually come around to the idea of homeschooling, but um, I knew I was supposed to marry Ben, so I figured I had time before I needed to be convinced to homeschool, so. um, And so yeah, so when I was pregnant with Harrison, things kind of turned just from, I used to work in the gym, and I would overhear these uh, teachers in the public school system come in and just kind of complain about the system while they worked out. (laughs) But the thing was, is they were wonderful teachers, but their hands were tied. And, and so they would just come in and be like, I want to do this, but I can't, you know, and that's when it really clicked with me. I was like, wow, you can have the best, most wonderful person teaching your kids. But at the end of the day, they still have someone they have to answer to and they can only do what has been told. So that's kind of what turned the corner for us. So um, we've homeschooled from the beginning. Um, I started homeschooling Harrison when he was four, only because he was ready. Um, Adelaide was ready more around nine. (laughs) So we did homeschooling when she was younger, but it definitely wasn't as formal as it was with Harrison just because he was ready earlier. So yeah, so we've homeschooled from the beginning and yeah, our kids will be in sixth and eighth grade this year. That's
1: exciting. Well, how has your approach to homeschool changed or developed over the years?
0: Oh, it's, it's, every year it changes, I feel like. (laughs) Um, I I feel like it's, it's similar to marriage um, in the sense that, you know, your first year of marriage is a honeymooning period, and there's all these things that you're doing, and it's exciting. And then as your marriage gets older, how your marriage looks changes, and it's just as good, it's just different. And so the very beginning, all we did was a Becca, because that's what Ben did, <laughs> and um, it was wor- it worked well for us, and we did it, and then as we um, got older, I realized certain things weren't working for me just because I'm more of a free spirit, and um, so we kind of let it morph over time to the point now where we're more along the eclectic classical method, I would say, you know, um, and we still use certain parts of a Becca, actually, and um, but I like the classical method. So each year it kind of changes and grows. Um, I would say it has less to do with my children and more about me, which I know is kind of the opposite of what most people say. They're like, you know, well, what does my kid want? And I'm like, well, I, I need it to work for me because I'm the one teaching it. So, yeah, I
1: think that's so important. In fact, my friend um, Pam Barnhill has a post where she is something like the most important person in the homeschool plan is not your kid. Yeah. And I think that's really true, because both um, when it comes to mom's enthusiasm, that can often be kind of the secret ingredient for, you know, encouraging our children to be engaged in what they're learning. But also, mm-hmm. like, we have to be encouraged to keep going mm-hmm. through the hard days. And if we're working against our own, you know, personalities, that can really, can really be a challenge, too.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think it's it's one of those, two, if you really don't wholeheartedly believe in the program, it definitely will be a lot easier when your kids are like, do we have to do school today? And you're like, no, it's fine. Cause I, I don't, I don't feel like doing it either. <laughs> so, so I totally agree. I totally agree with it that that's, that's just how it is. So anyway, yeah. Well, on your modern homeschooler
1: page, which I just love your eye for color. Like I love to follow your Instagram stories and your page is just vibrant and I love it so much that style, but you talk about connecting with um, other moms who might not fit the homeschool mom stereotype. So mm-hmm. what are some assumptions that you think people might make about homeschool moms or homeschool moms might even make about themselves that maybe aren't necessarily true? And if, if a mom is kind of feeling like odd man out, like she's not fitting in, do you have any tips or strategies for her to kind of find her people?
0: Yeah, totally. Um, especially, uh, oh my goodness, even from uh, eight years ago when I first started school with Harrison, things have changed dramatically even from then and like even some of the newest programs that are out now have come out in the last four or five years you know it's it's quite remarkable the difference in in inability to choose even since I started homeschooling with Harrison and I think also the perception of what a homeschoolers has changed dramatically and I think a few years ago even a lot of people would say if you homeschool you have at least five children and you're very uptight (laughs) right like you're very uptight and um, you know you have your own farm and um, the wife would never consider working outside of the home Um, and like all those things are great but that doesn't that doesn't necessarily have to be you if you want to homeschool and um, coming from a place where I literally didn't know a single homeschooler until well when I was living in Europe my best friend in Europe had homeschooled for two years Um, and And that was honestly why I was like, well, if I like her and I want to maybe marry a homeschooler, I guess they can turn out all right. Like,
1: that's not too weird.
0: Like, literally, I was like, well, if I want to marry a homeschooler, I guess they can't all be bad. You know, it's like literally my train of thought of of, if homeschooling could work. Um, Obviously, I'm like, clearly I have a good judge of character because, you know, (laughs) like, whatever, anyway. So, yeah, so I think that was the kind of the perception, and so when I would come along or I would try to join certain homeschooling groups, and they would talk about their chickens and whatever they sowed most recently, um, and their whole lives revolving around their children, it it was kind of tough for me because I was like, I don't, I can't find a place here for this, you know, because I I don't do any of those things, Um, and so that's why I started my page, and I think that's why it's different now, because you will have a lot of moms who work um, from home or otherwise, and um, you know, you don't have to own chickens and <laughs> sew and all the things. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's how the, the face of homeschooling is changing. Yeah,
1: it's actually one of the things I love about being a second-generation homeschooler. So I was homeschooled K-12. to My husband was homeschooled up through eighth grade, actually, and then went to public high school. Um, And I I love just seeing the different kinds of people who homeschool, the many different reasons why people choose to homeschool. Like, I think people assume it's always just for one reason or um, everyone is just sort of, you know, going to look the same or act the same. And there's such variety. And I think that actually gives us a lot of value. So I love like in my local homeschool group, there are many different, you know, different families who homeschool using different methods, different approaches. And I think we can learn a lot from each other that way because our strengths and weaknesses even are going to be different. So we're not just reinforcing each other in the same strengths and weaknesses. I really, I love to be able to get that perspective from other people.
0: Oh, exactly. And that's what, it's kind of hard sometimes with my Modern Homeschooler page, because I don't ever want to make it sound like I'm dissing on that way of life. I just, my thing was, there is a strong representation in the social media world for that type of homeschooling mom. There are few representations of me, like when I went onto Instagram to, to be like, where's someone like me that I can follow and get encouragement from? I couldn't find it. And then I was like, there has to be, I mean, I understand a little bit i'm like we're working so much like we don't have time to do all this other stuff but i was like there's got to be more people like me out there you know and so that's why i started it and it's not like the other way is wrong like even like yesterday one of my uh, friends here in town has this like massive farm and it was gorgeous it's gorgeous you know um and she has a flower farm and food farm well anyways she needed to borrow my camera you know because i'm a professional photographer and then now i'm going do this content specialist for talk box. Anyway, she's like, I really need to borrow my camera. My camera broke. Can, you- can I borrow your camera? So anyway, she gave me a box of her best things from her garden in trade for me for using my big fancy camera for the next three weeks. And I'm like, see, but that, that, that's how the community functions is I absolutely love going to her house. I love, you know, being able to eat the fruits of her labor. <laughs> and at the same time, um, I'm someone that has the ability to have an extra camera on hand and can help her, you know. Um, and so that's why I, you know, and my best friend has seven kids and, and kind of is a wild and free homeschool mom, like complete opposite of me, but that's why we complement each other so well, like you said. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's why it's been a little bit tough sometimes to navigate because I don't want to be dismissive of that type of style. It's just, it's just not representative out there, you know?
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit more about what it looks like to be a working homeschool mom. You know, you work a pretty significant number of hours, I mean, just under full-time really with, with TalkBox each week. So have you always worked while homeschooling and what are some of the things you love about working while you're also a homeschool mom?
0: I have always worked from the beginning. So I shot my first wedding when I was 18 years old. And then I went to photo college in LA, uh, well, Santa Barbara, but I went to photography college in California and then I worked abroad doing photography and other stuff. So, uh, photography has always been a part of my life and I've been a professional photographer. I'd say since I was 18, since that's when I shot my first wedding. So, uh, when my son was ready to homeschool, I was already full-fledged, you know, and we were doing weddings and all that stuff. Um, weddings wasn't my first calling, but I ended up doing weddings because I had children and Uh, it allowed me to work on the weekends and do everything else from home. So, um, but originally I was doing commercial work and all that other stuff. So um, that's like, you know, midday at 11, you know, so that doesn't work for homeschool moms. So I did change. So when you're a working mom, um, The biggest thing too, is to be able to find something that works within your schedule, you know? And so yeah, I worked from the beginning. And so what I would do is, um, morning time is always school time. I I don't work mid morning at all because that is the prime hours for school. I don't know too many people who are able to start school at two in the afternoon and get a good four hours in. Like, I just, I don't know if that's possible. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) Maybe for a night owl. Maybe. But I'm just even for kids. I don't know what it is. Like, kids, it's like, you got to catch them in the morning. Otherwise, it's just, it doesn't work. So, so for me, I, um, this year is a little different. I'm getting up a little bit earlier since I did quit photography in um, November of this past year, which by God's grace, was an awesome decision considering COVID, like all the weddings that would have been canceled. We knew last year we were going to go ahead and quit, um, mostly because my kids wanted a summer, and I work 80 hours a week in the summer when I'm a commercial photographer, right? So we quit. Um, so by God's grace, we quit right at the exact moment we needed to quit, um, and so um, we would work in the summer months. So for me, I would work usually at night because for photography, I can work whenever I need to, now with Talkbox, um, there's people waiting on me for things. I'm the earliest in my time zone because we're all telecommuters. So um, if I don't get something done in the morning, they're waiting for me until they're late afternoon for something. So, so I get up at 6 a.m. and I work for two solid hours before we start school at 8.15. And then we work from 8.15 until around two. Somewhere in the middle, I'm able to do about a half an hour, or 45 minutes of work while my kids are doing stuff that don't require me. And then I work. From three to six thirty-seven, seven-ish, I would say, and then I work about like uh, five hours on Saturday, five six hours. So my husband works ten-hour days. So for us, he doesn't get home until uh, five thirty or six. So it works for me to have, in essence, a ten-hour day between school and work. So yeah.
1: And what do you most like about working while you're homeschooling?
0: The biggest thing, honestly, is it shows my kids work ethic because for a lot of people, one of the biggest critiques of, of working is that you're dividing your time too much between homeschooling and work. And you know, well, what does it show your kids? And for me, I say it shows them what it means to work hard. You know, um, school is just as important, and they see that because I give them the best hours of my day, which is morning. Um, I sacrifice by waking up early before they're awake.
1: Well, if you've been around here for any length of time, you know how much I love including poetry and other beautiful memory work in our family's homeschool day. But if you've wondered what are the best Morning time poems to include while I have a free printable for you. Head to slash 100 morning time poems and you'll get to download a list of 100 of my favorites. And then be sure to come back and let me know which ones your family has enjoyed.
0: Um, so, between the work ethic and then also to There's a certain passion for us which is we love to travel and traveling as we all know costs a ton of money (laughs) and so um for the type of travel that we want to do and so my kids know from early on that mom's working so that way we can go to france you know and so yeah so that's what i really enjoy about working is it shows them work ethic I include them in my work. Um, Like we subtitle videos for TalkBox. I was, I, you know, let Harrison subtitle some videos and like, (laughs) you know, so I include them in the work. Um, We brought them on photo shoots in the past when it was appropriate. Um, So I actually include them in the process. Adelaide used to sit on my lap while I edited and she'd be like, I don't like that photo mom. You need to delete that one, you know, or (laughs) so um, I include them as much as I can in the process when it's appropriate and professional to do so.
1: Yeah. So yeah. A few years ago, um, I started working like super, super part-time, just a couple hours a week as a virtual assistant, and then from there, I just sort of randomly started all these other things I'm doing um, online, and I think one of the things I love most about working, and again, I, I work, you know, part-time, not quite as many hours as you do, but um, I love that it gives my kids a vision that like adulthood also is enjoyable. I don't know, like I want them to see that mom is a person too, you know, that all of the things that go into making me who I am, both homeschool mom and wife and church and volunteer and community and friends, um, and also like my creative projects. Like I think it's really, um, it's really good for kids to see just how varied adult life can be. Um, and yes. so they want to like grow up and live <laughs> interesting adult sure. lives
0: well and and i feel like there's been so many times lately especially as my son being 13 is is beginning the beginning stages of adulthood you know of teaching him to be self disciplined on a much larger scale now um where for me i come in and work yes i'm i'm a bit autonomous by myself here you know in the, my own little desk but I have all these other people waiting for me to do things. And I said, the truth is there are people who can be like, ah, I'll get to it later, but it's me making the decision to wake up to get it done, you know? And so like, we'll be talking about something in the school day and I'll be like, well, what do you think about it? When I do this for work, you know, like I have immediate examples of character building um, that I can immediately apply. Obviously we all have husbands who can who are working and we can say, well, dad does this. But the truth is I think a lot, half of us wives don't really fully grasp what our husbands do at work the time. <laughs> like like even Ben's job that's very, very technical. I, I know what he does, but I, I don't know what he d- does in a 10-hour day. Right. And so for me to give very tangible evidence of something that I can do from home that is get, I'm getting paid just as much as, you know, a job outside of the home would, you know. Um, and, and that's kind of why I'm also having my pages and to encourage those moms who do have Uh, daughters who our greatest joy in life would see our daughters grow up and be wonderful housewives, you know, and but they also maybe want to make money on the side and I feel like a lot of times these girls go into like nursing school or they go into something that's like that and I'm like, hey look, there's all of these visual arts and all of these things that you can do in your home. You don't have to, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of uh, typical jobs that housewives do outside of the home. And um, that's kind of also why I'm kind of gearing my page towards a little bit more. Is like there's a lot of things that you can train yourself in that will make it work out so you can be a stay at home mom, you know? Yeah,
1: especially and, now that everything's moving online, there's so much more variety. I mean, yeah. An entrepreneur at home with all that flexibility is pretty great for sure.
0: Yeah, I had no idea when I was doing photography, you know, before it was cool to be a photographer, you know, um, that it would be such a commodity um, that, you know, easily traded, you know, like, even now, it's like um, I trade my hair, my hair dye. My I, I do my hair stylist's pictures, family pictures once a year, and now I get my hair for free. You know, and I get like, you know, we trade. We just trade so much, like gym membership for a year. We did, you know, photos at the gym, and we got to go to the gym for like. There's just so many different like things if you think to be creative of how it could look in the future where it doesn't pull the daughter out of the home if they don't. If if the if the biggest goal in life for your daughter is to be a stay-at-home wife. Um, where you can do certain things that add value to the home and show work ethic um, that don't, that don't pull you away. If you want, if you want that, you know? So, yeah.
1: All right. So we've talked about all these great parts about working from home while you're homeschooling. And I guess I want to pull the curtain back a little bit. Like, it's not always easy. And what are some of the challenges that come along with that? And are you, are you doing it all, all the time and just,
0: you know, (laughs) a name. Yeah. Um, well, first off, I think for me, the reason I work so much is because I only have two kids. If I had five kids, there's no way I could work 35, 40 hours a week, you know? Um, and my two kids, my youngest child is almost 12. I mean, so, and that's, and also I'm, I'm young, I'm young to have my youngest child be 12, you know? And I think people look at that and they're always like, how do you do so much? And I'm like, think about it right now. We and you are the exact same age. If your youngest child was twelve, how would that look? And they're just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like you know, so you're not so, carrying around a newborn while you're doing <laughs> right. i like my friend who's like two years younger than me, and her youngest child is like a year old, right? Because she has seven kids. Like, so it's hard. A lot of people do compare what I'm doing because we're the same age in the same situation, both homeschooling. But I'm like yeah, but my youngest kid is almost 12, like, you know, anyways, so, um, yeah, so for me, the biggest struggle that I have is that my kids do say time to time, they're like, mom, you're always working, and I'm like, well, am I always working, or is it you see me work, like, anytime I am working, you see me working, because I'm literally, my office is adjacent to the living room, so, I mean, think about it, am I working more than when dad's working, not really no you know and so it's more um just have open communication with the kids why i'm working and what their perception is of working and there's times where i've said to with the kids um well hey if you don't want me to work and it really is an issue for you we won't we'll just have to um minus like a certain amount of money from our budget so first thing to go is going to be netflix and they're like wait, wait 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 hold on (laughs) So so it's kind of that where anytime the kids, the hardest thing is what the kid's perception is of mom working. And so um, when I have a twin sister, she actually owns her own business as well. And so they have cousins who are doing the same thing. And actually my sister-in-law is also a working homeschooling mom. She's a realtor. So all three of us in our family. So I don't know why they get the perception that, I'm working more than my sister or my realtor sister-in-law is, but, um, so all three of us happen to be working homeschool moms. Um, so that's tough. Also allowing a business to not interfere with homeschool hours for sure. Um, like I do have a marketing meeting at 8am Monday mornings, so that I have to do. Sometimes they last up to two hours, but I have to prepare my kids on Sunday. Hey, your know, school starts at nine on, on Mondays instead of eight. But still, you need to get going on the things that you can do, you know. Right. Um, and so that's what's hard is teaching that independence early on, and um, and it, yeah, I sacrifice sleep. Like now that I'm in a new, I'm kind of in a little bit of a different position now with Talkbox, um, and so now I have a 5 a.m. Monday morning meetings, as well as my 8 a.m. Monday morning meeting. So um, yeah, so I sacrifice sleep, and there's a constant conversation of making sure my kids are perceiving what I'm doing correctly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, open communication is so important, both the listening, active listening, and training them to perceive and listen to you as well, kind of both sides.
0: Yes, and for me as a mom to realize my, my ultimate purpose is to make sure my kids are trained, and so they know that I'm not, I'm not uh, threatening when I say, okay, I'll quit, I'll do less work. Like they know that that means I, I will do less work if that's really what they want. Um, but then they're kind of like, oh no, never mind actually, you know. <laughs> so um, so that's the hardest thing is, is those two, making sure we stay on track uh, for school and that work doesn't get interrupted and that school doesn't interrupt work when I actually do need to work. Like um, I was saying earlier um, before we started is that I was interviewing an assistant earlier, and my son walked in, in the middle of me interviewing an assistant video chat, and sharpened his pencil right there, <laughs> and you kind of have to, um, you need to stay professional, depending on your job, but at the same time, there's a lot of, there's a lot of opportunity to be humbled by, by working while your children are at home, so you kind of have to be okay with that, you know, of <laughs> being like, sorry, my son's, needs to sharpen his pencil, and he's like, well, I'm doing school, mom, while you're working, so there, you know, and I'm like, okay, you know. Mechanical so. pencils, come on. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know, I know. I was like, that's it. I, I I, needed to, but the interviews were just two days ago. I was like, I am moving that sharpener out into the dining room because I'm tired of this, and I don't care how ugly it is. It's going out in the middle of the dining room, so. <laughs>
1: So what are some of your strategies for kind of managing your time? I guess you've talked about really kind of blocking your time is what I hear. Mm-hmm. And, and then your energy. You mentioned, you know, you sacrifice sleep. So how about your own kind of like health and then priorities? Mm-hmm. How do you do all that?
0: So um, I, again, I say I am a bit of a purple unicorn. I know that God has given me the ability to run on very little sleep. And that's how I've been since birth um, being a twin, my mom would, my sister would be sound asleep, and my mom literally would get phone calls from the neighbors, because I had snuck out of the house, and I'd gone over to the neighbors in the middle of nap time, <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, st- I just don't require sleep, um, I, you know, I easily function on five hours of sleep, and that's just, oh, I'm that's- one of those people, I know, and that's why I say, again, why I'm like, when people are like, how do you do all this, I'm like, um, that's also why I feel at peace about it, because I know God's given me certain giftings of photography and design and all that stuff. He's given me the gift of um, less sleep. So for me, um, to whom much is given, much is expected. God has given me the ability to stay awake for long periods of time. I'm going to use that for his glory, for showing my kids things, and so that I don't. So um, so I do it by the way I, for nutrition-wise, um, I do enjoy running um, I do have Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid, immuno, you know, immunocompromised thyroid thing, but most of that is because of the foods we eat. I think a lot of people have Hashimoto's because we're the, we're the first generation, you know, I'm 37, 37 years old, I can't remember how old I am, <laughs> anyway, we're the first generation to grow up on processed foods, right, so, like, in the 80s is when all of that, like, all of a sudden, so, um, I feel a lot of it has to do with the foods we eat. So we eat a lot of whole foods. I also do plexus for vitamins. I take collagen every morning. I do a lot of that. I drink, I have a gallon jug of water that I drink every day. So it sits on my desk that's this big and I drink. I always have water. So I do all that for health, for health things. Um, I've gone off of pop, you know, diet, diet Coke, diet stuff. So yeah, so I do all of that for my health. Um, and to, to balance it out really
1: yeah I, I I periodically go off Diet Coke but then it always pulls me back
0: <laughs> not to be a Debbie Downer here but honestly um diet like Diet Coke is linked to lymphoma you know and um, you know my mom died of lymphoma five months ago <laughs> so nope, not to be a Debbie Downer but like I literally sitting in the yeah, hospital <laughs> I was like Uh, you know, my mom just died of lymphoma, maybe I should lay off the diet coke, (laughs) like, I had already started laying it off, because she had been diet, you know, it's a two-year process, but it was one of those, like, I've had, like, a diet coke, I was like, I better just drink the full-on natural sugar pop over a diet aspartame coke, you know, like, so there's random stuff, I mean, I do pay attention to those things, you know, and, um, and I buy organic and do that stuff. Now, I'm not in the kitchen for seven hours a day, you know, as a working mom. However, I've trained my kids to, to cook. Right now, Adelaide is cooking an apple pie for people who are coming over later. Um, so it, it alleviates me. I think that's a big thing with the working moms is the kids become independent quicker. And some people think that's a negative, you know, it just depends on who you are. Um, but I'm like, hey, um, I'm working now, and she's learning how to be domestic, because every girl needs, every person needs to know how to bake an apple pie, so. And
1: a very important life skill. <laughs>
0: exactly. So, yeah, so that's kind of how we make it work, is I allow my kids to be independent sooner, and, um, and I just, I just don't care, I don't care if it's a little different, you know? Yeah.
1: I think this is going to be a real encouragement to a lot of moms. As I was telling you, um, before we started the, the interview, I think there's going to be a whole lot more parents who are finding the need to work from home full time this, this year while educating their children. And I'm sure for a lot of people that can feel like really overwhelming or they may wonder like, is that even possible? Can it be done? And so I hope that just kind of hearing from you and your perspective get, brings them some encouragement as they... Face oh, this challenge.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest encouragement would be is I, I went to a college preparatory private high school. and you would think that would mean that I had a really amazing education. But the truth was I was too busy running the student store to <laughs> to get any good grades. And um, I was too busy running cross country and running the student store. I literally in the middle of my high school days would go down to Costco and buy the food for the student store as part of my so like so that all to say and then I did that and then when I went to Europe I was in you know Switzerland in Geneva for a couple years and what happened was is I realized I had missed out on a lot of my education because here I am with people who graduated from Cambridge and whatever and they're linguists for the UN and uh, you know the ambassadors to you know Kurdistan you know all this other stuff and I was like I need to educate myself (laughs) like because they would talk about All sorts of things that I didn't know because I was too busy running the student store said that to say though is that although I didn't get the education I should have even though I had the opportunity to you're in this weird situation now where if you train your children to want to educate themselves which is what a big part of homeschooling is they can educate themselves when they need to for what they need to and so although Uh, you know my dad is um you know he's a he's an executive and he's in the middle of getting his phd and um well he just has his dissertation left so even he's continuing his own education and um that's one thing my parents had taught me that although they allowed me to kind of shirk my high school abilities that when the time came in a foreign country by myself i was able to pull the resources i needed to bring myself up to the status Of understanding what my my colleagues were talking about Um, and so I think that's the biggest thing now as these people who have working homeschooling families that if if you can train them to want to educate and be like what's important that you need to know right now that how can you educate later then they'll be fine you know Um, so that's and so I did I I read all the books it was like another It was like a whole new school for me for two years while I was there. And um, even to this day, like last week, um, I called one of my friends that I knew from there because she's actually a historian in London, published author. And I was just like, I was like, okay, I have to teach my kids Shakespeare. I've literally never read a sentence of Shakespeare in my life. What do I read? And she was like, what? You know, like the horror. (laughs) And she like literally lives like in the same town as Shakespeare was, uh, you know, whatever. And, And so... But that's the idea, is that if you can train your kids, like even though you're working, I'm showing my kids, I'm giving myself resources, I'm reading my books that I have to read for work because I need to train myself. If I can train my children that they can find the people that can give them the resources that they need when they need it, they're set. So I don't think there's as much of emphasis right now, especially this year, that you need to make sure they learn everything as, as is the character training, you know?
1: Yes. Not so much to worry about learning every single little fact that you think needs to be forced into their brain, but if you can encourage them to want to learn and then to know how to learn, that's the biggest gift you can give your students.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, before we close uh, this season, I'm going to be asking each of my guests the same two questions before we close. So I wanted to ask first, what are you
0: reading right now? Well, I'm reading my EOS book. And well I've got my three books right here I'm reading Shakespeare eloquence Shakespeare book apparently it's the number one book to read for to t- tell your kids why Shakespeare is important um, and then what the heck is EOS I, would I don't like know, to know. <laughs> and these are my three books I'm reading at the same time uh, building a story brand so all work related right now well work in school nothing okay. exciting
1: Well, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Shakespeare, you know, so I think that one sounds really great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we've sort of touched on this already, but what would you say if you could say one thing to a new homeschool parent this fall?
0: When you ask for advice, make sure you're asking the person who would have the right answer. Meaning, if you really are a class like if you want to be a classical educator then don't ask your best friend who's wild and free what they're doing for homeschooling um and i would say if you don't know what your um method is that you want look at children you admire and ask that parent what they're doing instead of what your bestie or whoever instagrammer on the internet does you know Um, because that will take you much further in your quest to find what works for you than um, trying to fit in with what your best friend is doing.
1: Super smart. Well, (laughs) Molly, Molly, where can people find you all around the
0: internet? The Modern Homeschooler, that's it, modernhomeschooler.com, and I mean, if you want, you can go talk to me at TalkBox, well, actually, no, I don't talk on there very much anymore, but you can see me over there randomly, or see my children, I use them in my promo videos that I have to create for TalkBox, so (laughs) um, you'll see them over there, but yeah, just The Modern Homeschooler, and that's it, yeah.
1: Thanks for listening in on this week's Homeschool conversation. For show notes and links to all the resources we discussed, head to humilityanddoxology.com homeschool conversations. And if these episodes are an encouragement to you, would you take a moment to leave a rating and review and to share it with your friends? I am so thankful that you are here on this adventure with me. Let's repent of our constant striving Relish the joy of learning and rest in the work of Christ on our behalf. Stand fast, my friends.